I think we're back. Hello, everybody. My name is Dylan. This is Twitching Upstream. Normally, what Twitching Upstream is, it is a show where my buddy Zach and I of some nobody our Sunday show, Talking Upstream, spin it out into something that's a little bit more developed for you. This week, Zach is actually out of town. So instead of just running a rerun or not doing a show, we decided, well, I decided with Zach's support, that we do a writing stream and then ask me anything. So you guys can kind of ask me whatever you want while I plink away at a screenplay. Sound is going in and out a bit. How's this sound? Is this better? I forgot to plug my mic in before we started, but the mic is plugged in now. We're going to see how it sounds and make sure it's picking up the right audio. Okay, we're going to stick with this. Okay, so, like I said, this is just going to be a writing stream. This is an idea that I have toyed with on my own, but I haven't really done anything with. So we're going to see how it goes this time. Generally, um, screenplays, I'm using Writer Duet here. It's a program that lets you write with other people simultaneously. Similar to Google Docs, but this one is specifically for writing screenplays, comic books, graphic novels, whatever you like. Cool. Sounds better now. Excellent. So uh, what I'm doing here, this is just going to be an hour of me writing. And if you have any questions, I will do my best to pay attention to the comments and answer them as I can. But uh, I'm just going to kind of babble as I go in and out of this thing. Like I said, this is something new. So we're going to try that out. Um, so this project right here, I am doing a screenplay based on a pitch I wrote Zach and I were involved in a competition called the Remake Revolution, where several teams of podcasters had to pitch remakes of various movies. So we had to do, oh, what was it? Cape Fear, we had to do Citizen Kane, and we had to do Dungeons and Dragons. And being a big D&D nerd, I figured, why would I not do D&D exactly as I wanted to see it done? So, uh, I'm not going to go into the, what the pitch was, but this is just kind of what um, I'm doing so far. And we see. So, I mean, screenplays, you got to start off with action. 
because nobody's going to get into a movie and really just kind of want, well, I mean, people are. But uh, if you start with nothing happening on screen, you are going to lose a large portion of your audience. So this time, I figure we start off with the main characters getting chased by someone. Um, let's see. I'm not entirely used to writer duets uh, format right now because, honestly, I'm used to Microsoft Word and Google Doc, which is, they're good programs, but how postmodern and tongue-in-cheek is this script? Um, I had written this from the point of view of someone who is well acquainted with Dungeons & Dragons and fantasy tropes. So there's going to be a fair amount of reference done kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's not going to be super overt wink-at-the-camera kind of stuff. It's going to be a lot more going for like a swashbuckling kind of Pirates of the Caribbean tone. Because you want to... You, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is kind of already a D&D campaign in a magic pirate setting. So I figured this is going to be kind of similar to that kind of swashbuckly. There's going to be some actual stakes, but overall the characters are going to be... Competent. I wanted the characters to be competent and able to compete with what's going on on screen while also offering some actual stakes. Let's see, first line spoken by the captain, something along the lines of like, you don't want it to be too too much, but it's also important to make sure that people kind of know what's going on. So, let's see, he's at the wheel, he's probably kind of swaying back and forth. Let's see. Specifically, they're sky pirates, so...
So I tried to write this these characters as members of an adventuring party that I would expect to see. You have your fair spread of human, elf, animated suit of armor, which is called a warforge for people who don't know that. And then two half demons. They're going to have like the horns going back and their robes and stuff like that. Let's see. Let's see. Mounting isn't a good word. I'm trying to think of something that would be like the, the metal filigree around a magical crystal. Uh, not mounting, something like a... Let's see. What would a... What's matrix? The status of its matrix. Then we do exterior skyship deck. Two half demon... In row, let's see. Now nah, we're not gonna. We're gonna introduce them by name. What were what were their names? Their names are Harlock. Stands with. Oh shoot. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Fantasy Elven Races. Let's see. This is going to be pretty standard, I think. Um, we don't want to do too much, like... We don't want to go too far out there because we are writing for an audience. Um, so... Okay. Uh, we're writing for a general kind of accessible audience while still trying to give people... Uh, who like D&D &D enough references that they can do that. So I'm thinking probably a little more feral than Legolas-style elves. Not so feral that they're cannibals. They probably got a little more animalistic, like teeth, longer ears, probably closer to the rougher side of the Warcraft elves or maybe uh, Old World elves from Warhammer. <laughs> You know what? We're going to make Harlock use they, them pronouns because they're part demon. Marion can be uh, female presenting. Why not? But Harlock is going to be uh, non-binary because why not? It's magic. And if you can change, if you can change your shape through magic, the uh, standard binary gender doesn't seem to apply very much. 
Got a young orphan style gym from Treasure Island for the elf first mate and Swabby sounds cool to me. Yeah, let's add a first. Let's add an innocent character. Uh, the original pitch for this included a bit more of an established party, but I like the idea of them bringing someone on as a reference to inserting a new player into the party in real life. That's fun. Yes, uh, Harlock. I know is the name. It's Harlock is a name that I use a lot. I like it. I think it's a fun kind of like swashbuckly name, and I understand it's the name of an anime character from, oh, from Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Well, Harlock's a half demon in this different character. Vest covered in pockets. Full vest covered in pockets. Stands by with an arcane tome in hand. <laughs> and in here about crystal matrices let's see I'm trying to think the thing about doing a D&D &D movie is that you want to reference D&D &D spells but I'm also not explicitly using the D&D &D property in this because technically I don't have the license, but I'm also not writing this for money. So let's just, there's nothing here about crystal matrices, but let's see. It's time for magic, magic techno jargon. Let's see. What would be a good way to get through some sort of crystal in defense? You could try to subvert it. Uh, let's see. If it's semi conscious, let's see. Thing is half alive. You need to. She flips through it frantically. Let's see. Fist of bronze, parentheses. Oh. Let's see. VO off screen. Off screen works. I I'm I'm an amateur, just so everybody knows. So I don't know the proper uh, formatting for this, but we're gonna do off screen uh, to represent. They've got little communication beads in their ears, um, which. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to go and back and reinsert that to everything. That's something to catch in the second draft. Um, let's see. What would be a way to get through some some animated crystals defenses magically? That's the sort of nonsense you set up for challenges if you're a uh, genre writer like I am. Uh, Thing is half alive. You need to convince it to let you pass its defenses. Let's see. We don't have a lot of time for diplomacy. A, let's see. 
four goblins approach the pair of half-demons, weapons at the ready. Marion turns, hand in an arcane gesture. Harlock. Marion, don't you leave me alone with this thing. Goblins close in, then the one in front is sliced in half by an unseen force. Then, Elm. No, I don't like Elm as a name. I don't like Elms named after trees. Then, but it also needs to sound appropriately Elvi. Screw it, I'm going to call her Elm for now. An elf in leather armor with a long curved sword slides behind the rest of the goblins and handily dispatches them. Let's see. Mind the. Let's see what. Mind your footing. Might be a few pieces rolling around. Elm leaps off, cutting another goblin. Eh, let's 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 do straight up decapitation. Decapitating a nearby goblin. The rest. Back off. Let's see. Exterior. No, we're going to go back to Fist of Bronze. Artillery. Fist of Bronze grips the cannon by its. We call it. What would we call the. Uh, joystick? Not joystick. We're going to call it. The, 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 what do you call that? See, this is part of where you, uh, normally I would have another window open to provide a sort of research window just so I can look up words for things. Um, not hilt, grip, grips the cannon by its grip. Uh, part of a cannon uh, you hold eh screw it fist of bronze operates the activated cannon a bolt of magical fire leaps out at the dragon and the goblin leader goblin leader Eh. I don't know if there's a uh, screenwriting way to do shouts wordlessly, but I'm just going to have it be an action set. The goblin leader shouts wordlessly, and the dragon peels off. Let's see. We're going to do Fist of Bronze. I've... 
I would recommend All Haste. The dragon seems perturbed. We're going to do that thing where the robot character speaks in needlessly complex uh, jargon because I find that entertaining. And we're not trying to do anything particularly fresh with this beyond characters and story. Um, the actual kind of tropes, I think, can be played pretty well. Let's see. I'm gonna, I am going to go back. I'm going to change Dodd to being at the Skyship Helm. Exterior Skyship Helm. Dodd is pressed against... Nah, you don't want... You don't want... An artillery mount is often called a pintle. Cool. Uh, I'm not going to use the word pintle in the screenplay, but thank you. I'll use that later. Um, God fights the goblins. Bob, boglins. Goblins. Uh, he uses his knives to dispatch them handily. Then the skyship... No, we're not going to do then. The skyship starts to tilt. God un... Did I say unlocks? He un he locks the wheel in position? He locks the wheel in position. He unlocks the wheel and hauls to the side to right it. Uh, wheel is clear. Uh, Harlock, we need that crystal. Not deactivated. What do you call it when you kind of like calm an animal? Calmed? We need that crystal sedated? No, subdued. That crystal down. Yeah, sure, we'll do that. Uh, this is obviously the first draft. Uh, because why not? A, because I want this to be a learning experience for everybody here. And B, because uh, if I'm putting this out in public, I don't want to put out something that I am putting my heart and soul into. This is purely for fun. Harlock. Let's see. A bolt of light. Lightning. Ooh, screw it. We're going to do lightning. Lashes out at Harlock. They perform a magic gesture and redirect it to fry some nearby goblins. Harlock. I'm beginning to tire of this resistance. Harlock closes their eyes for a moment. When they reopen, they blaze with fire, and a third eye of flame, glame, whatever, flame appears on their forehead. They, they do, let's see, they do that anime thing where they do the open palm forward. They press 
they press their open palm against the crystal and shout, Marion. Uh, we're going to have them join their power. Marion. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, this is one of the reasons that I really like writer duet. Screenplays are notorious for requiring very strict adherence to a format, which Word does not really have, uh, Google Docs does not really have. You have to go in and like do some formatting, template uploading. Writer Duet has very up-to-date screenplay templates, which helps you avoid making amateur mistakes, like forgetting to put continued. Uh, let's see, Marion... Not grant me your power. That's not, that's not much. Not join with me. Eh, just shout out Marion. Marion locates a, a specific passage in her tome and mirrors Harlock's gesture. A crack. No, nah, not a crack. The silver frame mounting the crystal turns to liquid silver and flows away. The crystal flares. Uh, we're going to, let's see. What is, what's the elf doing? Uh, let's see. Because you don't want your action paragraphs to be more than just like you don't want them to be more than four lines four lines without any dialogue is too much for a lot of people to read especially when you're an unestablished writer like myself um obviously i've zoomed in on this so this is not quite four lines but i still don't want to have anything going on uh let's see i hope i haven't forgotten any of these characters in this party that i wrote considering i wrote this thing originally anyway got dodd elm fist of bronze harlock and marion cool uh who haven't we seen i want to show elm really quick uh let's do elm let's do elm first elm land elm yeah let's uh elm lands on deck stairs in front of a group of goblin boarders she the corner of her mouth rises in a smile she dispatches them with ease filth I like my elves arrogant elm is going to be an arrogant elf uh, she spits why not a, I don't want it to be a crossbow bolt. I don't think crossbow bolts are threatening enough for an elf. Uh, a chain bola wraps around the stair banister and shatters it to splinters. She looks down at the deck where two. They're going to be. They're bugbears. If you know D and D, they're bugbears. But I'm going to call them two large goblins. Twirl chain weapons. Did I caps lock? There we go. She smiles. Elm. 
Finally, worthy prey. She engages the large goblins. She has a challenge, but overcomes them. Uh, the thing about fight scenes in a lot of scripts is that you don't really need to worry about chopping them up too much because ultimately the director, cinematographer, anybody on set is going to have their own vision as to how to interpret the script. You give them the building blocks and they will establish what you need to establish. Um, let's see. Then we're going to get back to Harlock and Marion. Magic gesture redirected to fry some nearby goblins. Um, we can retire this resistance to close their eyes. We get the third eye thing because they're a warlock. Secretly, their dad is a devil. Uh, we're going to get into that a bit later. That's going to be a tease for the crystal. The crystal flares and the light dies down. Uh, let's see. Harlock. Continued. Thank you, Ryder Duet. Brother Bronze, the crystal has been neutralized. The crystal has been yeah, neutralized. Yeah, sure. Interior skyship artillery. It also keeps track of where you've typed before multiple times, so it does a really good job of making sure that like it's not inconsistent, which I really like, because I am an inconsistent writer, and I have to go back in a lot of my drafts and just kind of fix up minor detail things. Uh, Fist of Bronze leaves the cannon and goes to the engine room. Interior. Skyship, engine room. Not strictly necessary, but if you change locations... You know what? I don't need to even show them leaving the artillery then. And let's insert a line about... When all haste the dragon seems perturbed, the wheel is clear. A harlock, we need that crystal down. Let's see. We don't have a lot of time for diplomacy. We're going to add a line here. God. No, we're gonna. We're not gonna add a line here. We're gonna add a line. There's some interference from the crystal. What is the status of its? Uh, the engine is some engine interference with the crystal. There we go. Now they have a reason to get that crystal down. Need that crystal down. The crystal has been neutralized, and then fist of bronze. Moves against the bucket, the tilting floor. There are three goblins who have entered the engine room and are fiddling with the engine. Let's see. Fist of Bronze. What does Fist of Bronze say? Not intruders. Uh, not derelicts. I figure he's probably a pretty posh robot. Why not? Posh robots are fun. Um, let's see. What would he call these goblins? Uh, creature. Yeah, why not? Creatures. The goblins stop and turn. Fist of 
bronze. We do not possess the proper clear. Yeah, let's why not clearance to. Let's see. You do not possess the proper clearance to interface with the Wanderlust, which is the name of the ship. The goblins charge. Fist of bronze plants. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say the robot has male pronouns. Why not? Fist of bronze plants his feet and dispatches the goblins with uh, precise punches and kicks. God, off screen. Bronze, everything clear. Oh. In the engine room. Everything clear in the engine. We need that speed. Nah, we need... We gotta go, buddy. Fist of bronze. Ah, <laughs> uh, what does he do? He, fiddle, he does the little, like... <laughs> Fist of bronze fiddles with the engine and the ambient tone audibly changes. Sister Wanderlust, because of course, as a, an animated robot, he probably refers to the uh, ship as an actual living being, and who knows, it might have a very rudimentary magical shipboard AI. Sister Wanderlust uh, would like to stretch her legs God's going to make a joke about the uh, ship helm. God slays another goblin. He he gets both hands on the wheel. Uh, to the dragon, no, the, the goblin leader aboard the dragon rises up on the other, rises up on the port side. We're going to use nautical terms, why not? God uh, locks eyes, locks eyes with the goblin and... He needs something quippy. He needs something quippy to say when they uh, when they pick up speed. Oh, one of the other crew needs to be nicknamed Brains and Buddies with Bronze. So Brains and Bronze quip. About yeah, that's fun. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll have a. We'll have some another magical creation. Maybe there's a. Maybe a Harlock has like a familiar that is will be a fitting creature for a half demon wizard to have on board. I don't know. We'll figure out something. Owls are known for their wisdom. It would be interesting for him to have an owl. Dodd. Uh, later. Stupid. No, he doesn't say later stupid. Let's see. Uh, Dodd. We'll do a parenthetical into his... Oh, what do they call him? Sending stone... Everybody hold tight. Uh, let's see. And then we've got 
few different options to do. Not document, not transition, not dialogue, not parenthetical. Action. Oh, uh, what do we do? We do intercut. <clears throat> Fist of bronze. Uh, lock locks his legs in place and grabs an overhead. What do you, what do you call those things on a bus that you grab? Like the the where you do the the thing where you slide them. Grabs an overhead. Uh, we're gonna call it grip. Uh, Harlock and Marion grab rope handles on the deck. Elm. Elm doesn't do anything. Elm crosses her arms. Uh, let's see. Exterior. We'll do foothills. Good day, why not? Screw it. Um, the skyship. Swing. I oh, don't know. We're, we're going to go back to Dodd, who's doing it. Um, exterior Skyship Helm. Dodd uh, pushes a nearby lever all the way forward. The Skyship's wings uh, fold narrow, and the ship. Lurches? We don't want to say lurches. That sounds like it's a ship accelerates. Exterior. Sky, I guess. I don't know. We're going to call it the sky. The goblin leader and remaining goblins are back. The dragon hoot and watch as the skyship Accelerates too fast for the dragon to follow. The goblin leader's eyes narrow. Also, goblin leader should probably be capitalized because they're going to be a character later. But they do not pursue. Uh, let's see. When do, when do they get the... Let's see. Uh, exterior sky. Nope, just sky. The goblins on the dragon's back hoot and holler. The goblin, uh, we're going to do exterior skyship deck. The remaining goblins... Suddenly stop, they run to the banister and leap overboard where the dragon swoops beneath and catches them because secretly the crystal was actually controlling them and now that they've disabled it, uh, yeah, now that they've disabled it, the goblins are actually pretty cool. They're going to let them get away, but they do not pursue. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's a good transition right there. 
the skyship gets away. We're going to do that. That's the first scene. Uh, we hit just about four and a half pages for the intro to the movie. Uh, you're looking at like a five. You're looking at the the rough estimate is one page per minute. One page will translate roughly into one minute of screen time. Obviously, depending on what you do and how much action and how much dialogue you have, that will not necessarily translate. This is probably going to be pretty quick. This is probably going to be like a three-minute... I'm aiming for like a three-minute opening scene. Um, you want your script to be between, I think, the rough one is like 80 to 110 pages. Anything more than that, you're going to start having trouble getting people to actually take it seriously because it will come across as bloated, and oftentimes it is bloated. Um, so what we're going to do here, let's see. What do I have written in the actual outline? Cool. So we're going to transition to the city. Um, it used to be that transitions used the fade in, fade out, cut to uh, lines. Apparently that's not very common anymore. Let's see. Clip about how we're going to have to stay away from that village. There's a village far below for a while, or they're going to expect us to clean up the squished goblins. That's not bad. Something something like uh, yeah, and maintains her balance. <laughs> uh, let's see. God. Hopefully, we don't have to explain all the explain the goblin rain to anybody in the area. Yeah, something like that. I'll go in and fix that in the second draft. Uh, we're going to do interior. Oh, no. Exterior. Shot. Are we going to do shot? Uh, shots are rarely used. I don't use them very often. Um, you don't... This is the thing. I don't really know how to transition very well. Because I'm an amateur. It's great. Uh, we're just going to do exterior. Greyhawk City. Uh, Greyhawk is... Eh, Greyhawk Day. We're not going to do Greyhawk City. We know it's a city. Greyhawk is a large terrorist fantasy city. Uh, from a distance, we... Uh, numerous other skyships and... Vehicles uh, hover around it. Magic is clearly well practiced. Interior, uh, exterior, skyship, docks. The wanderlust sets down. It has scorch marks on its hull from dragon fire and tears in its sails. I'm going to call them sails. They're wings. I'm imagining it's looking like the weather light from Magic the Gathering where the wings are like swept back from the hull. It's pretty sweet. Um, and really, this is just my attempt to write a Magic the Gathering style pilot. Um, tears in its sails from its adventures. The gangway 
lowers and the gangway lowers. Oh, God. I'll see to. Oh, let's see. Uh, Harlock, with me, we're going to get. Harlock with me. We're going. Now, Harlock and Bronze with me. We're going to deliver Elm. Now, Bronze is the engineer. He's going to stay back and get. Uh, Harlock and Marion with me, we're going to deliver the prize, the reward, the MacGuffin, the prize, uh, bronze, see what we can do about repairs, Elm, Elm's weird, Elm, do your, do your thing, just don't cause too much trouble. Uh, the part... The crew disembarks down the ramp. Elm leaps over the side and lands nimbly. Harlock and Marion maneuver the crystal on a floating disc. Uh, I'm not going to name drop Tensor here, but that's what they're doing. They're doing a little plane of doing a disc and they're pulling the crystal on it. Uh, let's see. Elm. Don't cause too much trouble. Uh, trouble. Don't worry. Trouble will be within acceptable limits. Bronze. Acceptable to long-lived creatures is let's see differs from acceptable to standard human uh, to because I think in this one the captain is uh, the only person who has an actual mortal lifespan so that's going to be an interesting little dynamic among the party we'll probably follow up on let's see acceptable to long-lived creatures differs substantially from what humans may consider acceptable God. Cut. No. Um. Hey, don't talk to your captain like that. Yeah, that's actually way better. Not all of us have 600 years to let tempers cool. Uh, we'll be back this evening with everybody's pay. Until then, stay out of trouble. And then they, they, they scatter. We're going to have them scatter, just kind of go about their thing. But we're not going to follow everybody. Um, so let's see. I don't, don't want to really indicate time passes. So we're going to do exterior, Greyhawk, night, evening. We're going to do evening. It's a magical sunset. Dodd, Marion, and Harlock leave the Academy of Occult 
arts and sciences. It's a little wordy, but I'm a big fan of applying those modern day academia terms to stupid stuff like occultism. Uh, with a large chest on a floating... No, they don't have a floating disc. God carries a leather wallet. God. Easy. Should cover repairs. Some, uh, not debauchery. Oh, what's it called when you, when you, you are rest, you're ribald. Red, what's it called when you uh, spend all your money on drink and gambling? Um, carousing. Should cover repairs, some carousing, and get us set for whatever comes next. Uh, thank you, Red. I knew it. Public indecency is fine, too. Um, Arlock and Marion... Stay behind. Our, I think we will. We need to. <coughs> comes next, and then Dodd. Are you two staying here for the evening? Harlock and Marion. Uh. <coughs> they stop walking. Marion. Marion. The Academy. I fully intend to make use of the Academy's facilities. Some. Our latest escapade convinced me of the wisdom of how do I hint at them learning a fireball without making it obvious they're going to teach themselves fireball. Our latest escapade convinced me of the wisdom inherent in cleaning, clearing a room latest escapade uh, showed me the wisdom of large scale threat De-escalation. Harlock. I... There are some contacts I need to catch up with. Please do not wait up. God nods. God nods. <laughs> I don't know if we need to say God nods. I think it's probably enough just to say Dodd. All right, you two have earned it. I like advanced arcane thermodynamics. I think large-scale threat de-escalation is probably good for now, but I might work that in later. All right, you two have earned it. Uh, don't spend your cuts all in one. Actually, spend it however you like. Uh, we'll reconvene tomorrow evening at the ship to discuss our next business.
adventure. Uh, exterior, not interior. No, exterior, Greyhawk, Temple District. Fist of Bronze approaches a an ornate temple. He bows at the entrance and anoints, yeah, anoints himself with oil, why not? And anoints his forehead with oil. A priest it, with a cog-shaped medallion around his neck approaches. Priest, he doesn't get a name. Brother Bronze, welcome back to city. I'm going to do this scene later. I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy yet, but I want Fist of Bronze to experience some level of suspicion because he's an animated statue. Uh, we're going to go instead to exterior uh, Elven District. Greyhawk Elven District. Elm. Uh, Elm is in the middle of a clearing in the city's park, in a park, in a forested uh, embassy. Other elves pass by. Other elves are... Another elf approaches. Now she is sit she sits on a rock meditating over her sword and another elf approaches in ornate dress elf sister elm what have you learned of the mortal world now nah. What have you learned of the, let's see, of the temporary, of the short-lived, of the mortal world? Mortal world doesn't sound right. Mortal world is a little too uh, hokey. What have you learned? What knowledge have you brought back with you after your latest excursion? Elm. Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm running a little low on time. Ah, that's an hour of screenwriting right there. Look at that. Um, Elm. I want these scenes to show each specific member of the party doing their downtime activities, which is just character building in a movie. Um, so we're going to say, Elm, what does she learn on her latest excursion? The human captain possesses strong uh, I like fleeting world or yeah possesses strong leadership and capable martial capacity 
one so fleeting. I suspect I will be welcomed back onto the ship once more. Elf. Uh, so at this point, I mean, the elves, you know, they're long-lived, they're haughty. They're probably going to be using Elm to try and, like, get her instant, like, kind of integrated into it and find out what kind of stuff they can find. World. And the... Of the crystal? Elm. The... Warforged. We're going to say Warforged. Or Golem? Eh, I'm not going to say Golem. <laughs> the Warforged spent the most time with it. It claimed... Apparently, it possessed some measure of mental magic? Mental sway over the creatures of the mountain. They pursued it doggedly. Elf. And you did not happen to collect a sample. Elm does not look up because she's ashamed. Elm, I did not. <clears throat> oh, yeah, there it is. Psionic Sway. Also, Psionic Sway is going to be the name of my nerd ska band. Um, elf. Parenthetical. Dismissive. Very well. Um, accompany the crew on their next excursion with the same instructions. Yeah, because Elm has some exterior obligations, but she's starting to really appreciate being with the mortals. Oh no, what are you going to do? And you know, at 58 and 40 minutes, what we did here, this is about seven pages of screenplay. Let's see what it looks like when I change the text size to 100%. Oh, it's still seven pages. Apparently that doesn't change. Uh, one thing about Rider Duet, it's really nice in how it kind of does that. But we got seven pages, intro scenes. We establish who's there, what's there, what they're doing. We almost got to the initial thing. The general beats you want for a movie is that within that first 10 pages, you want the inciting incident, which we're about to get to, and you want the tone stated, which I think is that this guy, these guys operate as a team. So that was this special edition of talking upstream, twitching upstream. This is twitching upstream. I forgot to even put up this banner. Anyway, my name is Dylan. This is some nobody's twitching upstream. Normally my buddy Zach is here. He couldn't be here this week, so I took the weight of this episode and did something a little different. I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's educational on some level. I don't know if we're going to do this again, but I might be doing this on my personal time. So in the meantime, until we are back to normal, you can find everything Some Nobodies at somenobodies.com. You can uh, help fund us at patreon.com slash somenobodies. And uh, go listen to, what do we got? We got Silicon Angels. We got podcast, podcast, a podcast show. We've got the new one, Create Your Own Pod Venture Appeal, which is a branching story told across multiple episodes with a various number of endings. We couldn't call it 
choose your own adventure because of course that is a copyrighted term but i would love if you go check it out i wrote them zach edited and narrated them put them out uh, i think they turned out really well and i'd really appreciate your opinions on that um until next time i'm dylan zach's not here you've been great I butchered that ending. I'm going to let Zach do it next time, and you guys should take it easy. Until then, bye. Thank <laughs> you.